most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw in Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hey, everybody, welcome in. Another edition of King and Foster on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazzaway in our studios in Farmington. Terry uh, at home. Jimmy's out in Plano, Texas at Mom and Dad's. We're going to get to them right now. T. Foss, what do you got on today, man? What's that shirt say? Traverse City, man. It's the only place you can go party in the state of Michigan. I heard that. Um, We're going to go have a little little lunch there, maybe, I hear. We should do that. (laughs) Seriously. They got a B-dubs out there? I know you don't like B-dubs. <laughs> uh, I like B-dubs. What's wrong with uh, They do have a B-dubs. All right. I'm telling you, I'm jonesing. I'm jonesing for B-dubs. I don't know why. I just I just am. You can get it. Uh, All right. It's got to be a curbside pickup. I know. I've gotten it once in the in the time that we've been away. Uh, I went and picked it up once. What, what, but... what, what, what kind of wings do you get? I'm a, I'm a honey honey barbecue guy. I'm a boneless Asian zing with blue cheese. Mm. Got to dip it in the blue cheese. Mm. The hot into the blue cheese, man, second to none, if you ask me. Hey, I hate blue cheese, brother. Do you? Can't take it. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's too stinky for you. I'm not a big cheese You're not. How about when we went and had those burgers at, uh, what was that place we went, the last restaurant we went to? Yeah, that's different. That's a cheeseburger that, you know. <laughs> Swiss cheese, I'm fine with. Uh, uh, I think they had um, American cheese. I'm okay with that. But all that fancy cheese, you know, Limburger, blue cheese. I can't Man. get that. I can't Gorg- get that. Gorgonzola. How about feta? You like feta cheese? Greek? Uh, it's all right. A oh little bit. God. If I have a little bit on the salad, I can take it. But for the most part, no. All right, I gotta, I gotta take care of you, man. I gotta take care of you. Hey, Jimmy, you there? This is what it is. There's Jimmy King. What's up, kid? What's happening? Uh oh, there's the bird again. (laughs) (laughs) Triple threat. How you doing, Jimmy? How you doing today? You don't look like you look. You don't look like happy Jimmy King today. What's up? I I see your face. What's going on? You okay? Everything is well. What's happening? All right. Just checking up, man. Just checking up. Hey, we just had Maybe Larry had Lee on. Uh, Terry, remember yeah. Terry, remember remember Larry Lee from the Lions? Yeah, I used to talk to Larry Lee on the phone a lot. Yeah. And I know that Larry sat in on meetings with the Lions and he yep. wanted to be in the Lion front office. And um Larry Lee and other players, when they hired Matt Millen, went to the Fords and said why don't you give one of us a chance? Why yep. don't you give because the guys who played for the Lions love the team and know they it. understand what it's all about. We want them to win. Give one of us a shot, and they hired Matt Millen instead. I know, and Matt Millen got rid of all those guys. I know, which is sad. If you hire one of these Lions, they know how we feel here as fans. We they know the history and the tragedies that have uh, taken this team to where it's at today, and. Yet they've never brought a former lion in here to work to work here. That would have been smart. No, and, and, and they won't. They don't have a relationship with their players, right? And and that, that's one of the weird things. I mean, Ford Junior had a better relationship with Matt Millen during the uh, uh, Saturday or Friday meetings they had with him when he was doing TV. Yep. And the players, you know, they would go down on the field, say hi, and everything. But I think Larry is right about one thing: the Fords never develop a relationship with their players and they don't understand 
that these are business partners. They're no longer your employees. He did say he did say that on our air. He did say that they're as good a people as the Fords are. They're just very private. And if you get uh, Cla- uh, Megatron's out at a, at the Pro Bowl and Tom Brady walks up to him and Brady says, "Yeah, me and uh, you know uh, Bob Quinn, we go out to dinner. We go on each other's boats. We do this. We do that." And Megatron's like, "Wow, I I barely even know." Who owns the Lions? You know, because they just don't look at their players like like family. I guess. No, that that's absolutely true. And, and I tell you, the the one story that, you know, speaking of not feeling comfortable with the Ford family, uh, when Barry Sanders played for the Detroit Lions, his teammates begged him to go talk to the Fords about what was wrong with the team and how they can improve and everything, because they said Barry Sanders was the only player that the Fords would talk to seriously, wow. and he never did. That's good to know, man. That, that's, 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 that's too bad. Things might have changed. Jimmy, do you have any type of that, that, that type of relationship with, uh, let's say, Michigan when you came up with, with the Michigan family? Yeah, it happens sometimes. The, the communication um, isn't always uh, easy. It doesn't flow. So um, that's why it's important to develop those those communication skills. Um, and you you're forced to do it as a teammate. You have to be able to um, communicate with your team, and then it spills over into um, you know the business aspect of it. And it's difficult to do business when you can't communicate with you know the pertinent people. So um, yeah, you it's you. That's why guys target organizations that um that have uh, a reputation of paying players or negotiating fair deals or um you know just being uh up and up and and so guys can you know respect that and they gravitate towards that um as they grow in their in their in their careers we know you had a great relationship with the with the owner of the toronto raptors and that was or or the gm or part owner was isaiah thomas so that kind of had to help you when you first came into the nba (laughs) yeah zeke took me under his wing and uh he took me around you know he took me around the the office he took me around the city so it was it was an easier transition for me and plus you know growing up i had relationships um just from playing with a lot of the pro players. So, you know, that, that transition was, was a little bit easier um, for me than, than most. All right, Terry, back to you, brother. Yeah. I, I think one of the important things that had Jimmy has said in the past, even when he's at the university of Michigan, they used to listen to the players. I mean, they brought the students section closer to the court. They did other things that those guys actually brought up. I know at other schools, when players bring up something, the administration is like this. We don't want to hear it. you're young, you're kids, you're stupid, you don't know what you're talking about. We got this handled. But at least they used to listen to you guys, if I'm correct in that assessment. They didn't listen to us. We forced them. They oh, didn't listen to us. We forced them <laughs> to listen to us. You know, they they didn't want the uh, protests and the, the you know the the outward protests. There was inward protests, but um, they just didn't want it to spill over publicly. So, you know, we, there were some doors we had to beat down um, from being able to express ourselves on the court 
to what we wanted to wear, to our style, to uh, really just defending ourselves as human beings, uh, which is which is crazy, just because we were able to uh, play the game, but also because we were outspoken in the things that we felt were uh, injustice to 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 players. Hey, and then, like we were media darlings one night, and then overnight we became villains because we started speaking out. Whose bright idea was it to have the student section in the upper tier anyway? Terry, do you know whose idea that was? <laughs> well, that, that sounds like something Michigan would do. They want their money, and uh, and they, they've got a bad relationship with their students anyway. So I, I just think when you think of Michigan, uh, you, you talk about uh, Don Canham, Weidenbach, just – you know, just old guys, old thinking guys that just want to bring in as much revenue and they don't care about the atmosphere. That's why Chrysler Arena never has been a pit. It's never been a place that you're intimidated to go in. No. It's it's almost like a theater, and they just happen to play basketball there. So it's we just were, the old thinking of uh, Michigan, man. We were bitching about that when we were still here in studio. Remember, I was watching one game and Michigan's down like four points or three points, and you could have heard a pin drop in, in the crowd. I, I, I'll never forget that. Remember, Jimmy, I was bitching about the crowd noise. Remember that? I remember that mass, and and uh, I remember you know saying then it was the same when we played. That's why we, you know, we lobbied to have this uh, the students come down from the top. And what they did, which is which was great, the atmosphere was incredible. And you could go back and look at the uh, film when we played Duke uh, our freshman year on uh, national television, the first national uh, televised game, <clears throat> and uh, that crowd was insane. So it went from the top rafters all the way down to the floor in the middle of Chrysler Arena, and uh, we, um, our team, you know, lobbied. For the students to uh, to get that to get those seats and and made it happen and um, it was great it really you know it changed that morgue of of a arena into a, a live atmosphere and it and it helped us a lot. Terry, I, I'm sure it did. When, when I used to go to games there, uh, even when you guys played, that was probably the most exciting time for Michigan basketball. I would just sit there and say, "What what's going on here, man? This is they got an exciting product on the field. These are guys that we all know and everything. And like these people don't give a damn." And we would sit. Uh, press row was kind of close to where the student section should have been or where it is now. And we'd just be sitting next to some Michigan guy with his little Michigan gold blue shirt on and his pants uh, up to here, and he was boring and may have his kids or something and didn't want to cheer. Now I was. I was always disappointed when I went to Chrysler Arena because it was just, like I said, it was a theater. But, like, I love going, watching games in Wisconsin, Michigan State. Uh, I'm trying to think where else. Minnesota was was pretty live uh, when games I was there. But Chrysler, I don't know, man. Hey, Terry, I wanted to ask you about uh, the Izone. Now, of course, at Breslin Center. Back in the day, they played at what? The Jenison Fieldhouse, was it? Yes. How was the crowd then? Jenison was – the problem with Jenison is it was an odd 
configuration. So all the noise just disappeared. So it never became that pit where it's real loud and you can't hear yourself think because the crowd, they were louder there, but the the, the noise kind of dissipated there. And plus, I didn't like Jenison Fieldhouse, man. It was it was a dump in my mind. So, I'm so I was so happy that they came up with Breslin. It was a much nicer arena. Oh, yeah. The crowd is up closer to you. And, um, you know, press box is closer. So I'm all, I'm all good with uh, <laughs> the Breslin. You're listening I, to Kenny. I, I have a question. I have a question for our uh, MGO Blue guy over here, Jimmy. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, for the fifth straight year, said, you know, our priority is to beat Ohio State. We want to beat Ohio State this year if they play. Let me roll my eyes. Uh, yeah, I know. We all roll our eyes when he says that. But – what would mean more to you, beating Ohio State or winning the Big Ten football title? What would make your ants move more? Beating Ohio State. Because if we beat Ohio State, we're more likely to win the, the Big Ten championship. So we can handle two and one. But it's the possibility. It's not even. It's not even a considered. It's 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 Ohio State. Ohio State owns us right now. They have. There is no rivalry, in my opinion. Right. Like it's 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 not even. So 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 at this point, even if we don't beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten championship, we still don't beat Ohio State. But if we beat Ohio State, I think we have a better chance of winning the Big Ten championship anyway so to answer your question unequivocally ohio state all right want to hear it I, I, I know it's very painful up there they own you and and i remember i used to write about this back in the day michigan michigan state when michigan state couldn't beat them beat michigan i would write all the time this is no rivalry i used to get in trouble with the spartans all the time but i just didn't give a damn win some ball games don't you know, I, I remember George Perlis. He was so proud one time. They, this was their best stretch. They had beaten Michigan three out of the last seven years. Well, you still it's still a losing record, and I know it's better than what you were doing before. But to me, that's nothing to brag about. You're still losing to them. Now, Tony, <laughs> different. It's a different scenario. It, it was a different thing. Well, see, that's and that's that's the that's the deal. You 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 got to have a leader who um, understands that it means a lot to the fan base. The fan base is what drives athletics, and um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how you know we could correlate this to the future. It's going to be interesting to see when they if they decide if you know the sports is going to go on without crowds because the the crowd factor is huge. Now, if you take the crowds out, it's it's going to be teams that walk into places and 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 run squads when normally the crowd is a, is is a is a is a is a um, has an effect on the game. So, you know, it, I want to see how how you know that's going to affect the game moving forward. Um, the the crowd, the crowd effect. What you guys think about that? I'm having a hard time. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a hard time watching a game without a crowd. I'll be honest with you, truly. I mean, the crowd to me drives the the game. Watching it on TV, especially 
the crowd was going to drive the game to me. I mean, that that's that's why you want to watch something. I mean, I don't just want to watch a scrimmage. You know, if you're telling me to sit down and watch a, a scrimmage between Michigan and Michigan State, I'm not going to give a damn as much as I, I'd, I'd care if a place was filled up, you know, hostile environment. That That's what I like. That's sports to me. Sports isn't supposed to be without people watching it. I'm going to have a hard time. I like watching the old sports now. I might not. I might know what's going to happen, but at least I'm still excited. I watched the 2011 World Series the other night, like it was like I would like it was just going on live. I got the chills. Being, I loved it. Being down here, <laughs> being down here in Dallas with all these cowboy fans, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if there's no football, it's going to be an uprising, and it's going to start in Dallas. If there's no football. And, and, and they're not able to go to the games, not just right. watch at the bars. Like, go to the game. High it's going to be a problem. Start right here. Round zero will be Dallas, Texas. High school sports. They love their high school in Dallas, don't they? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that, you know, I, I've, I've been trying to, you know, reacclimate myself with the area, and I'm driving around, and I'm looking at these schools, and these schools are bigger than – college campuses and the arenas are bigger than the arenas on college campuses. Wow. The $60 million arena over here in Allen for a high school. Wow. One high school. Plano has three now. Um, there's multiple in Richardson, Frisco area, Little Elm, Murphy, like the whole metropolitan area has ballooned and mushroomed and grown. And it's either still going further north so yeah that the, is big money here in sports and uh particularly football so i'm just letting y'all know it's going down if, it, if there's no football <laughs> <laughs> but they they got those, those aren't arenas or stadiums those are, those are cathedrals down there i mean they they seek ten thousand folks for football correct yes yeah, absolutely so terry yeah, you want to no watch sports without fans you do you want to watch sports without fans uh, no, I don't, but uh, this might be a little bit different. I did watch the NASCAR uh, race in Darlington, and I didn't miss the fans in auto no. racing because it's no. so loud. And yeah, that doesn't and matter. And you're not really rooting for a team, but there is something about crowd the crowd ebb and flow during the game. It, it dictates, it tells you what's going on in the game, and I'm, and I'm going to miss that too. I mean – one of the, you know, when the cover Pistons and Bulls, one of my favorite times was during the introductions at uh, Chicago Stadium because when they introduced Michael Jordan, it was so loud in there. I never once heard his name. Yeah. You know, they would say, you know, number two, whatever, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, and you couldn't hear Michael Jordan because it right. was just so loud. And From North Carolina. Was- <laughs> That's all you hear I mean, from North Carolina. That's it. All you heard was the crowd noise. I'm I'm not going to dig sports. Uh, just watch. It's gonna it's gonna look like it's like it's a fake. I, I don't know if the players are going to be able to do it. I truly don't. You're see who really, now we're going to see who really loves the game. Those guys who really stand out. Yeah. And then it's going to it's going to show you too. Also, who guys who may perform better um, when there is no crowd. They might be great practice players. <laughs> now, how about they the NBA? 
NBA is saying they're going to start maybe at Disney Y World of Sports in Orlando. They're going to play maybe in Miami. They're going to play in Orlando, maybe in uh, Las Vegas. They're, they're, they're trying to make this happen, guys, and it, it could happen. By, you know, in June, they're going to, they're thinking of letting the people, you know, start recalling your players and start playing ball. Jimmy? I think, I think it's time. I think it's good for business. Um, I think the original day, like we've discussed many a times, was June 1st. Um, if if uh, it pushes back to or if they start mid June um, and they play out the rest of the season or abbreviated season and playoffs, you know you're looking at a, a you know August maybe mid August uh, finish and and that's plenty of time for rest and ramp up for the next season. So I don't see any problem with that timeline. Terry, I hear here's what I say. Skip the rest of the regular season. Yeah, it's done. That's that's what I would do. Okay, of course. Yeah, if you finish the half game out, too bad. You should have played a little bit better. But I just want to. At this point, I just want to see the playoffs. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't want to see the Pistons anymore. No more. I don't want to see the Cavaliers. No Warriors. Man, I swear, boy. I swear, y'all hate y'all hate capitalism. Y'all hate it. Y'all hate it. But you know, it, you know what about the guys? What about the players? They want to play. Even the guys who right. are mathematically removed, they still want to play. Tough shit. Take a and walk. See, right, right, see you later. Everybody deserves the right to go back to work and to start feeling good and, and to get back to normalcy. That's 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 the point here. And you know what? We as a community have the right not to see bullshit basketball. How about that one, pal? Yeah. <laughs> not only that, Jimmy, when this season is officially over and they have to start next season, that's going to be a shortened season next year. I'm telling you right now, mark it down. Next year will be 60 games. Or 60? Mm, I don't know. They might, they might do away or abbreviate preseason. I can see that. There's hardly any preseason in basketball. What is it, a week? Exactly. That's exactly. So I That's can nothing. Than that. Exactly. Nothing. I could see I could see them literally just kind of doing like team camps and uh just rolling with the rosters. <laughs> you know, not necessarily having a, a preseason. They just roll with the roster. <laughs> I mean, you got you got I mean, how much evaluation do you need to do? You have all summer league now that's televised. And so that time from the end of summer league until the beginning of camp, just let, you know, let your scouts do their work from the summer league. Guys are going to be going overseas. The better players are going to be going overseas, making money. Um, You think there'll be a summer league? You said what? You think there's going to be a summer league? No, 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 no. no, I'm not saying this year. I'm just saying in the future. Okay. Gotcha. And, And you know what? The preseason is a joke anyway. They were bringing guys. Who could barely play? They, I remember. I can't remember get the guy's name, but he was a um, he. He played basketball at Catholic Central in Detroit. Uh, he was, a, you know, decent high school player. He was all right in college, but they brought him in because he was from Detroit. He had absolutely no shot. And there's some other dude who could barely make a layup in the in on these rosters and everything and. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that. If I want to see the Flint Tropics, I would just go to Flint. Don't need to That's see what I'm that. saying. We got so many minor leagues now. 
that, uh, you know, there's talent, great talent there. Um, CBA, ABA. No, uh, there is. Yes, there is. There is. No, there's talent. There's not, not, talent. Saying, not like, the NBA, but there are a few sprinkles. Um, and, again, this is for the purists, the basketball lovers, the people who can afford to go to an NBA game but who still love the game and want to get out and enjoy themselves. That's what it is. And it's not like straight scrub basketball. Like there are some leagues where it's, you know, guys who, you know, disrespect, but, you know, just got off work and, you know, are, are you know, trying to <laughs> make ends meet. And, 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 you know, coming off the, you know, assembly line or making a burger and, and trying to shoot a layup. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about professionals who get paid because a lot of times, those leagues, they're paying to play. They're paying to get a shot. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You do what you got to do to make it. But um, there's a difference in talent level when you start comparing those leagues because all minor leagues aren't the same. Hey, fellas, got to hold that thought. Here's the thing. Here's the difference. I'm only paying four to five bucks to go see these guys play. If, if you know, I understand that's the difference. I'm not – and when I go to the NBA, I don't want to see Pookie uh, from the CBA suiting it up and starting like you want to see him start. Well, you know, me paying 150 <laughs> – I want to see Pookie too because Pookie, Pookie worked just play. as hard to get on, get on the court and to do his thing. I want to see Pookie bang on Antetokounmpo one time and make his hood happy oh. and he could go home and start slanging pies. No, hey, no, fellas. Jimmy, this is <laughs> hey fellas, crackhead, hold those <laughs> thoughts. Hold those thoughts, fellas. Talk about Pookie after this, all right? We got a quick timeout. More of King and Foster coming up on NRM Streamcast. Thanks to David and Angel in the back. Plenty more coming up here. Tom Azaway in our studios. Keep it right here. It's NRM Streamcast.